I'm Kelly. And welcome to the Millennial Minimalist. Hi, everyone. Today, Lauren and I are going to define minimalism and share the truths behind 10 common minimalism misconceptions. Throughout this period of isolation, as the minimalist lifestyle and the idea of living more with less gained public attention, we thought we would expose some of the most common confusions about minimalism. This period in time is really challenging all of us to ask ourselves the question, what is truly essential? And this question is also inspiring us to explore the incredible benefits that come with living a minimalist lifestyle, including more time, more energy, more focus, and the opportunity to design a life around the things that make us happy. The hope is that the majority of us adopt a minimalist mindset and come out of this period spending less on the things we thought were needs and spending more time on the things that matter most to us. We believe that this life lifestyle is beneficial for everyone, and we hope that our discussion today helps position minimalism for what it truly is, which is a simple and intentional lifestyle, a set of tools that help us live by the things we value most. So this will be fun. I am excited to challenge all of those false ideas about minimalism. I have a lot of friends who have approached me actually recently, Lauren, about, hey, like, what is minimalism? Like, do you live in a tiny box? Like, you Mm -hmm. must own, like, five items. So there's all these misconceptions out there. And so I kind of want to set the record straight today. Yeah, people think minimalism is such a drastic lifestyle, and it's not. Like, there's so many different ways you can apply it, and there's so much to it. It's it's not, like, as we've said a hundred times in this podcast, there's not, like, one specific. Yeah, it's not one-dimensional. But a lot of people think that it kind of follows a rule book, which it doesn't. So, but I, I feel like when people, if they ever saw my place or like my wardrobe or anything, they're like, oh, you're kind of like a minimalist. Like, sorry to insult you. I'm like, I have a podcast on that. But um, no, I, I do find that some people think it's like insulting someone to say they're a minimalist. But there's so much to it, and we're going to get into that today. Yeah, there is so much to it. So to start, I think what we'll do is we'll define minimalism. And we like to f- define it as the opportunity to live a simpler and more intentional life. It is a lifestyle philosophy, or you could see it as a set of tools uh, that inspire us to remove the excess from our lives, whether mental, me- physical, mental, emotional, digital, or spiritual, so that we can focus on what matters most. And there are an endless number of benefits which include increased productivity and focus, uh, greater self-awareness, a more positive mindset, and the ability to be more proactive. And one of your favorites, Lauren, is to be more present. And there's so many more benefits, but I just wanted to touch on a few. And I would say that like this lifestyle especially helps us feel a greater sense of purpose. And I feel like that is what life's all about, to find greater meaning and fulfillment. And this is an opportunity to get to help you get there. And it does so by helping us pursue the things in life that really bring us real happiness. Uh, and however we define happiness, right? So everybody's version of a minimalist lifestyle is going to look a little bit different. Um, following a similar framework, but it's built around the... the the design of a lifestyle that works best for you. So, yeah. So many people see this lifestyle as intimidating, as you said, because they, I'd argue, because they misunderstand what it means to live like a minimalist. And so 
you know, so today I'm really excited to go through these false ideas and share the real truths. So the first misconception is, and we're going to go over 10. So, so we chose 10 today. Uh, the number one thing that comes up is minimalism is about getting rid of physical things. So people always approach me saying, oh yeah, minimalism is about living with nothing and you have to throw everything out. No, that is not the case. Uh, first of all, uh, minimalism is more than about letting go of your physical possessions. It may be helpful to start decluttering uh, the things that you don't use or love, uh, but this lifestyle is also helps you remove mental, emotional, spiritual, and digital clutter, as I mentioned earlier. But for me, for example, Lauren, like I remember when you initially inspired me to adopt this lifestyle, I started going through my closet and realizing, hey, like anything that I don't use or love, I need to remove. And I did recycle or, or, or I donated it, right? So that was kind of my, I guess my first challenge when it came to this lifestyle. And yeah. And I think that, you know, obviously a big part of minimalism is going through your stuff and decluttering and figuring out what you actually need and use. But the process of doing that makes you realize all of the stuff you buy so much that you don't need. So, I mean, that is a large part of it, but it's not the only part of it. And, you know, people have talked about before, if you just get rid of all your things, you'll just be left in an empty house. Like, yeah, you, there's so much more to it. Like, it's a mindset, it's a lifestyle. So, yeah, it's and not then just you, about getting rid of stuff. And then you become more mindful of the things coming in. yeah. Because you get used to living with a certain number of items that you realize, whoa, like, um, do I need this item or do I love this item? You start asking yourself that question. And if you don't, uh, then you eliminate it. So, And I think once you get rid of stuff and you start getting rid of stuff, you see all of the stuff you've purchased. Some stuff with still tags on it or that you've worn once or twice. When you can see all of the money you've spent on stuff you sometimes never, if rarely used it makes you more intentional when you shop. You're like, is this going to be like a sweater I wear once and then shove in my closet and never wear again? Is that worth $50 to me? So, or $100 or however much you spend. Like it, it does really, it's like the first lesson in minimalism, I think. I think so too. Yeah. Actually, I remember helping declutter someone's closet and I found items with tags on it. Them, and I was like, ooh, like, that's unfortunate. This is brand new and it's at the bottom of your closet. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's so fascinating. Yeah. And if you're going to buy something, you should be like excited to use it. It should be like something you like use right away. Yeah. Not just something right? you like buy and forget you have. I guess there's those items that you get at events. You go to a golf tournament I don't or something. Take them. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. That's something funny about you. Yeah, Lauren never takes the items from events. She's always like, grab bag, no thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Unless there's like a granola bar in it, I'll take it. <laughs> You're so funny. Okay, so the next item. Yeah, the next one is that minimalist homes are tiny. And I feel like because this movement, not only like lifestyle-wise and being intentional, I think the aesthetic is very, is it's just popular these days in terms of like decor. So you can see these mansions, hotels, restaurants with this very minimalistic style, um, which I love because I appreciate um, the aesthetic of it. And I think that's one of the main reasons I've always done it. You appreciate white space. I Yeah, I, I really <laughs> like it. Or just even you'll go to a restaurant and it'll be so simple, like one like leaf in a, a glass jar on the table and just like one simple white plate with one napkin like it's just very simple decor I I really like that aesthetic 
but it, they, these homes and places can come in any size. And there is a big movement right now with tiny homes and, or if you live in a big metropolitan city, like the spaces, they are building them smaller because it's more expensive now and mm -hmm. they need to make space, which is all the more reason people should adopt minimalism because it makes sense to live. But, um, having this like super small space is not necessarily minimalistic lifestyle. You can live in very few square footage and own a ton of things and you can live in a mansion and it can be very spaced out or have owned very exactly. little. So there are like homes of all sizes with this lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. And I also, I just want to add this in is that people think it's just this like white home. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> Art gallery. Yeah. But it, it's not like you, can, it can be very colorful and you can have, you know, things that are meaningful and that matter to you and like your own sense of decoration. And, but like, that is the point of it is that, you know, everything you own within that space that you like picked out specifically and matters to you. It wasn't just like something on a whim. Yeah. Like the idea is that you are basically positioning your home with intention. So I remember meeting an artist and he was saying, I'm actually a minimalist. And I was like, oh, interesting. Um, because he's very uh, mindful about the things that he owns and uses and he loves. So he, he owns tons of paints because he's a painter and he loves everything in his paint room, but he has a dedicated space for that. Everything else in his home is very minimalistic, right? So I think it's about you know, you can have white or colorful walls. It just depends on your personality. Um, Do you have anything you have a lot of? Uh, for me, in my home right now, I would say, I mean, you're so funny. You came over the other day and you're like, your home, it's just like, I, I just see less and less every, every day. Time. One day I'm going to come and it's going to be empty. And <laughs> no. like, I finished. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because we're, we're talking about, well, I'll answer your question. If I have too much of something, I would say, hmm. I would say decluttering a few shoes that I have. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe that's, I'm holding on to a few pairs maybe that I may not wear. But again, this lifestyle is imperfect. So um, I'll get there eventually. But back to the idea that minimalist homes are tiny, uh, some of them are, some of them are massive. Um, yeah. It's just about using every space or every room in your home. So if you use every room in your home, then it's being intentional. But yeah, again, they come in all shapes and sizes. Um, you don't have to live in a shoebox to be a minimalist. Yeah, and just because you have a big home doesn't mean you have to go buy a bunch of stuff to fill it up. Yes. So. Yes. However, yeah, it's, the key is white space. Uh, so the next uh, misconception is minimalists can only own a certain number of items. You can actually own as many items that are essential to your lifestyle. So again, uh, anything that you use or that you love. Uh, so the principle we use is, this is our quote, is if you use it, keep it. If you love it, keep it. Eliminate the rest. It's about owning things that serve a purpose or add value to you. Also, by owning less, and this is the best part, uh, you will spend less time cleaning and have more time to do the things that make you happy. So, yeah. I'm always like... You know, my mom, like, she's been doing such a great job over this period of decluttering. Yeah, my mom, too. Yeah, isn't it amazing? They're secretly listening to her podcast. Oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they get excited to share, don't they? Oh, she, my mom gets so excited. She has um, her, 
dresser completely cleared off now. Oh. It hasn't been cleared off in like 30 years. Did she send you pictures and get all well, excited? Well, I saw it on... Oh, I yeah, when you Yeah, I just... Um, so, yeah, they are working through it. And my dad, it was so cute. He was driving me back to Toronto one day. And he was like, oh, this thing you're doing, minimalism? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, it's so important. Like, you know, we, we just got so much stuff in that house. Like, the way you live is so nice. And I was like, thank you. Oh, that's <laughs> but, so um, cute. Yeah, it was really cute. Because he's come over and visited and he's seen your place. Oh, he loves this lifestyle, I think. He had a very, like, my dad is very minimal. He is. Very simple. But he yeah. lives with someone who isn't. Who isn't. And, like, <laughs> Marion wins, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's true. It's true. Um, so, so yeah. Um, and the next one is. That minimalists don't wear nice clothes. Oh, yeah. I hear this all the time. Yeah, I was thinking about this today because, you know, it just, it recently just got really warm here in Toronto. So, like, we've all switched over to our summer wardrobe. I, I couldn't imagine, like, I have my 10 outfits that I try to do. I couldn't imagine going through my closet every day trying to pick out outfits. Like, what a waste of time. What a waste of time. Like, just little things I don't waste my time on. Like, I feel like people are like, how do you have so much time to read and do this? I'm like, because I don't stand in front of my closet for half an hour every morning. <laughs> um, and when you have these smaller wardrobes, it's all the more reason. Like, I think people think the minimalists own, like, cheap clothes or they, like, don't own any. or um, It's not the case. It, in fact, it's more so that you have to buy nice, high-quality clothing because you do wear them more. And they need to last. And, and then you just take care of them more properly. Like, I'm mm -hmm. very careful to, like, wash my clothes and hang them up to dry and steam them. And, like, I don't throw them on the floor because I only have you one. Take no. because, yeah, you take care of them. Because it's, it's not that we don't own nice clothes. It's, that we, it's actually the opposite. It's that we have smaller-sized wardrobes and we own high-quality pieces. And so... Because we have a capsule wardrobe that's smaller, like, we want to take care of every piece. And you you love everything you own. And that's not to say, like, outside of my 10 outfits that I don't have extras because everyone does. And But those extras, again, are intentional. Like, you have stuff for when it rains or when it's colder or if you, like, go to a cottage or, you know, it's like there are things that are part of your life at this point in your life and that you need. And, um... It, it's just it's not these like tiny little closets with that it, and it's not even that you're not spending money on clothes because you can it's just buying things you love and saving up for them mm -hmm. as opposed to um buying 15 dollars t-shirts at some place that is not sustainable which i would never go to right yeah. like buying high quality sustainable pieces that last a, a long time and and again like uh my favorite my favorite saying is that like to live with your things you can live with your finest and favorite things yeah if anything things. you could argue that they dress a lot better because they know exactly and it to be it takes time to like pick out those outfits and make sure they fit and they're comfortable and you like the way you look and they're work appropriate i read an article once on a girl who she had so many clothes mm -hmm. and she was like late for work one day and she showed up in like a short skirt that was too short and she was so uncomfortable all day and she was in a meeting and she like went home and just ripped her closet out and was like I need to like have a uniform that I wear because I'm not doing this every day again yeah. and we've all been there where you've oh. tried on 15 different things and nothing looks looks right and nothing fits and you're late and you're stressed and 
you can like eliminate that by just putting that. How many pieces in. do you own right now for the, for the summer season? I'm curious. Well, I, I have like my main clothes. I probably like have all year round kind of. No, like I have like maybe two jumpsuits I like wearing and then like a few dresses and then like a pair of jeans and some tops and a skirt, like one or two skirts and some shorts. So like maybe 10 or 15. So you don't have that many pieces. That's not that many pieces. Something I can say to our audience is that like every time I see you, I feel like everything is nicely paired together and I never... I, it never crossed my mind that, oh, I, I always see you wear that. Because you can mix and match pieces and yeah. it looks like a brand new outfit. Yeah, people never notice. And, like, who cares if you wear something again? Like, we yeah. need to like, get over that part of our generation where it's like, oh, I've been photographed in this dress, so I can't wear it again. Find <laughs> something else to spend your time with. I agree. Yeah, like, that whole... I, I mean, it's also it, more sustainable that way. It is more yeah. sustainable. To be completely honest, if you have to do that, if you're worried about it, then just like don't get photographed in it for like a year. Yeah. If if you want to follow that rule, but um, because people forget. But yeah, that I think that needs to come to an end. People yeah. worrying so much about that. So so think the opposite. Minimalists actually own their nicest clothes, like their best pieces. Um, so yes, we do own nice clothes. Uh, the next misconception is minimalism is just about decluttering and organizing things. So decluttering and organizing are rather components of minimalism. Again, minimalism is a lifestyle philosophy that can help you adopt simple and intentional habits for the long term. I love to say that minimalism is a lifestyle template and an opportunity to design your ideal life. It is so much more than just decluttering and organizing your physical items. It's about decluttering your mental space so that you can be more intentional in life and build this this holistic lifestyle that just fits who you are as a person. It's just so, minimalism is so much deeper than people know. And so I just really want to push that message out there because again, it's a template. Like, as I said, Lauren, like I started with my physical items and now I'm working on like both of us, we've worked on mental clutter and emotional clutter and uh, digital clutter, which is a challenge for me right now, but I'm still working through that. Again, so it is a template. So it's more than about organizing these items in your home. So, yeah. Um, Jimmy Kimmel did a joke on his uh, show. He's like how during everything that's happening, people are at home. They're like, um, hey, Marie Kondo, I want all my stuff back. Because now they're like trapped in their houses and they're bored. <laughs> that's hilarious. I just thought that that was so funny. <laughs> no, um, so it, it's obviously so much more than that. It, it is like you do have to go through your stuff and see what you need. I'm not a big organizer. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I think that if you have to organize stuff, like it's one thing to be organized. Yeah. But if you're like constantly having to reorganize stuff, I think that you have too much. Like you... Oh my gosh, that's a really good point, Lauren. Yeah, I want to add this, is that if you continue to organize your things, you probably have too many things. And some people buy things to organize things that they don't even use. So. (laughs) Yeah, no, 100%. Even, like, during this time where everything's closed, I feel like it's been tempting to, like, even with my workouts, I'm like, oh, I want to buy this, and I want to buy, like, wrist weights, and I want to buy, like, just all this stuff. And I'm sure people are working at home, and you know, you just find all these new things to buy. But I really have to, like, watch myself and be like, okay, you can get one thing, mm-hmm. but we're not getting five. Because if you get five, then you're going to be like, I'm overwhelmed. I'm not even going to do the workout. Like, yeah. And I am good with myself being, like, 
get one thing and if you use it consistently, mm -hmm. then maybe we'll look into something else. I feel like people get way ahead of themselves and that's how they end up with too much stuff. That is a very good point. Yeah. Um, but the next point is that minimalism is for single people who live alone, even though I am single. Live alone. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not everyone. I yeah. must say, though, I would. I do think it would be harder to be in a relationship. And when I do date, it, it is something I look at. Is their lifestyle. I'm like, if I went to, like, a guy's place and he had a ton of stuff, like, I might be like, oh, I, I'm not compatible. Right. So, But they may have this mindset or be open to yeah to yeah. to simplifying their life and that's not like a breaking factor but it is like something it's a quality that I appreciate I, I just feel like anytime I've dated over the last couple of years like guys are like oh my god like your place is so clean and it's so neat and like <laughs> it's so minimal like sorry like is that an insult I'm like no <laughs> um I'm like I like strive for this but um, whether you're single, you're in a relationship, or you're in a family, you can be a minimalist. Um, as I said before, I think it would be more difficult if you were married to someone or if you had kids and they didn't want to adopt the lifestyle. Yeah. But you in and of yourself can live this lifestyle. You can have fewer products. You can have a fewer, smaller wardrobe. Yeah. Like you can be intentional with your time and what you purchase and it rubs off like people, like I said, yeah. with my parents, like my dad was driving back and he was like, this lifestyle you live, it's like so important because it's just insane the amount of stuff people have. And, and like my parents have spent months going through it. Yeah. Like what a waste of the, life. I think the minimalist said that the average household in the U.S. has 300,000 items. I told him that. My dad was shocked. Like, I'm sure my parents have 600,000 <laughs> 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 but like it's, what you're saying is that like the best way to influence those around you I guess do it is to lead by example yeah like your dad seems to appreciate it it's funny my dad as well we were in a car ride home the other day and he was like I really love that you live simply I like it's amazing how your home is just so neat all the time and that and that you don't want to buy x item because it's going to take up space or because you just know that you don't need it like and yeah, but yeah, so I thought that was really cool. But I guess the key here is that minimalism is not just for single people who live alone. It's for people in a relationship. It's for families. There are many families out there who live minimalist lifestyles. Um, my favorite one, uh, my favorite individual um, influencer in the space is Leah Babauta. He has, he's married with six children, and they live a minimalist lifestyle, so it is possible. And Joshua Becker, who has a wife and children, he's like a famed minimalist, so... Yep. They're like templates of how you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I recently uh, interviewed the minimalist mom. Uh, love her. Um, a mom uh, to a couple children. So she she's incorporated into her household as well. So it's definitely doable. Uh, so the next misconception is minimalists have tiny wardrobes and wear the same thing daily. So going back to our wardrobe discussion, uh, actually minimalist wardrobes can vary in size and style, and it's about wearing and loving everything you own. Uh, so our golden rule is if you wear it and you love it, keep it. If you don't, recycle, donate, or sell it. Uh, and the best part is, as we mentioned before, this lifestyle will help you refine your style. That's my favorite part. It's like, oh wow, like. You figure out all the pieces that you love, 
the most and that maybe just like fit who you are today and you're like wow like it really refined what my style is like maybe you were confused because you at one point because you had too much stuff right or maybe right now you're confused because you have so much stuff you don't know what your style is um and you also save time and money and as you said reduce like decision making in the morning like you're not spending 10 minutes like figuring out what you're wearing and by having a smaller closet you are becoming more conscious like and you're living more sustainably so i think another thing people don't realize is they have these massive closets and they always resort to the same few outfits anyways so it's like why not just have those few outfits make them high quality love them piece them together and then have a few extras like instead of constantly buying like you're you're just gonna end up resorting to the same thing uh, i find a lot of people too who have a lot of clothes every time i see them they're just in track pants <laughs> all the time and they're like oh lauren doesn't own any clothes and i'm like i'm like in a nice dress and you're in like they're just always walking around in track pants so but it's because they don't want to go into their closet and go through hundreds of pieces of clothing to put together an outfit yeah um it's easier to just put on a pair of track pants and it's like ironically that's the style these days too i feel like it's, it's just become our default because people are like i can't be bothered to well especially during covid i think that people are allowed to have that excuse yeah that's true that's true <laughs> and like there's nothing wrong with that if that's your style but like don't not wear your clothes because you there's so many you feel overwhelmed when, yeah, yeah that's a good point and yeah like minimalist like again we we don't wear the same thing daily we don't we mix and match everything like you have such a small wardrobe but you're not wearing the same thing daily right no um but also like there are some like major entrepreneurs out there who do wear the same thing daily but it's because they don't want to spend their they're just being intentional about where they're spending their time and and but that doesn't mean that they're wearing the exact same thing they could have multiple pairs of the same t-shirt so <laughs> no that's so true yeah and then there's the misconception that minimalists are frugal you I hate that one. I hate that word frugal. I feel like people who don't live beyond their means and like save money are like cheap. But they're not. But they're not. Like that is the way people should live. Like if you don't live within your means, you get yourself in trouble financially. Um, and if anything, it's the complete opposite that minimalists are frugal because when you're not buying all of the stuff you don't need, you're not ranking like credit card debt then you're in a position where you have more money to like go for a nice dinner or like buy a nice bottle of wine or do something that's, um, I mean, not right now because things are closed, but to like spend money on um, yeah, they're being experiences. Yeah. Um, so it's not about being cheap. Like they're being intentional with their money and they're living within their means and saving. Like I feel like you're more likely to put away for, a rainy day because you're just more intentional all around and once you it, it takes a while but once you're able to like you get better at purchasing like you're not you don't buy like you're you're not an impulsive buyer anymore right. which amazon makes you an impulsive buyer like sometimes I, oh my well, gosh it's so dangerous yeah oh. i got the prime account during while well, everything was closed and it is really easy to buy things with one click it's super convenient but um it, it's like you don't I feel like even being in a mall you kind of have to like pick it up and look at it and like try it on you walk to the cashier like there's times where you're thinking about it do I need this where 
online it's just it's like 10 seconds by one second you have the option of the one click buy yeah <laughs> it's dangerous uh, it is really dangerous so it, i think that that's a huge misconception that they're cheap which like I, I do understand if i went into someone's house and it was like didn't have that much stuff i'd be like oh they probably don't spend much money but you're intentional about the things that you do you spend, do spend. It on. or it's like oh wow they like, there's some people out there who spend all of their money on stuff and no money on, like, life experiences. Like, they don't travel or, like, go to eat. It's All their money goes into their house and their car. And Whereas, like, there's other people who own less stuff and then they spend more money on the, the experiences. So Yeah, it's funny because it makes me think of someone who would be like, oh, I don't want to buy that $4 coffee, but I want to spend $5,000 on this trip. It's just being intentional with your money. Yeah, and it's yeah. deciding what makes sense for you. Like, I... I, I wouldn't want to deprive myself every day. Like I like like a nice latte every once in a while and oh, enjoying yeah. it. And then it's just you got to find where you want to spend your money. And it, that intention allows you to like if maybe you would enjoy the trip a lot more than the daily coffee. But maybe a week somewhere isn't worth giving up a, a lot of other little daily like luxuries. So yeah, it, no. it's you you kind of have to. Figure that out. And the best way to do it is a needs and wants list. So things that you need. Eat, um, I love that idea. What it, can, Maybe share that with everybody. Your needs and wants yeah. list. It's so smart. I haven't looked at that list in a long time. But um, the minimalists said this on their po- podcast the other day. I, I, we can try to quote it. But they said, beauty is essential. And I was doing my makeup the other day. I'm like, oh, I don't need to do my makeup like I don't need all these products and then I thought of that quote beauty is essential and I was like it is essential like Mm -hmm. don't think that um your place has to be empty like decorate it with things you love like make the day beautiful like this is part of the whole part of the lifestyle so whatever beauty means to you in that moment yeah yeah and like your needs list should include things that make your home beautiful make you feel beautiful make your life beautiful like it's not like the needs don't have to all just be like toothpaste and like laundry detergent. Oh, like, I see what you mean. Yeah, okay. like your your wants. Um, just you have to find that balance. Be like, flexible. Yeah, be flexible and like put things like that that do add value to your life. And I I had a want list for a really long time. I don't have any more. I don't think there's anything I really yeah, want. Yeah, you don't need it right now. Yeah. Um, but I I did it because I, I didn't want it purchase things impulsively because it's so easy to be like oh I want to make my summer wardrobe and like I want to redecorate my place and and then all of a sudden you're buying all this stuff and yeah so you have that list and then you look at it you just let it sit there for a few weeks yeah and, and then, go back to it yeah and then be like oh yeah actually I don't need any of those wants I've gone or sometimes I've bought them and then I'm like oh I don't even want this anymore so mm-hmm. then you got to go through the process of returning which is such a waste of time I've never shopped online before things closed down and it's very convenient to some degree, but it's super inconvenient in other degrees and it's very, it's not very environmental. I feel like there's a lot of packaging. So yeah, that bothers me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great because we both have Nespresso. We both love Nespresso. So yeah, they're really good with being environmental and like I recycle all the pods that give you a bag to mail it back to them, which is nice. I love and that. their boxing is all recyclable. So they're really good with it and it's, it's convenient to have them mailed. 
But um, sometimes when you order shirts, it's like, oh, they I did so much stuff. Or it's like, I don't really like it. It doesn't fit. So sometimes and it's then you challenging. Gotta send it back. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just, it's a lot. It's very time consuming, like doing the whole return process and mm-hmm. taking it back. So I'd rather just not do it at all. Oh, so the next misconception is minimalism is about deprivation. So minimalism is not about depriving yourself. It goes back to the idea that, yeah, it's, you should be focusing on what's most essential, but what's most essential are the things that you use, but also the things that you love or give you joy and make you feel beautiful, right? Or give your, your life beauty, right? Um, so it's really just a lifestyle that's living by what's most essential to you about designing a life around the things that add value to you and letting go of the things that are really holding you back. Um, And I love that because I feel like there are a lot of things in our lives that we forget are holding us back. And I think one of the biggest things that holds people back is all the stuff in their homes, uh, but also the stuff in their minds um, and the stuff, the the scatter of clutter all over their desktops, (laughs) right? So, I mean, and I'm... You know, I was definitely that person at one point. I mean, not to the extreme. I've always been very organized, but I definitely have a lot more stuff <laughs> a few years ago. So it's not about depriving yourself. It's being, it's about owning the things that bring you joy and that you use. And so it's so much less than you think. It's just like you said, Lauren, there are people with packed closets and then you see them out and you maybe see them in the same outfits all the time and you're like you have a massive closet but I wonder how much you're wearing you're probably wearing for I forget we, we interviewed a, a company recently Cladwell uh, I forget the stat but it was something to do with how what percentage of clothes the average American wears um, I believe it's yeah I'll have to refer back but I think it was around 20 percent um, so very it's low. Crazy, yeah. But <laughs> so. even like if you have a small wardrobe, we still live in a four season climate. Like I'm not wearing my parka right now. Yeah. So you're even so you're wearing half your closet, and then people aren't even wearing that season of clothing too. So it's really interesting. I was reading the book Follow Your Heart today, and oh. it's just a little like cute fun book. But he said in it that where like results matter um organization is there and I think a lot of people are like oh my desk is messy but like it's organized if you walked into a a surgeon's if you're gonna get surgery and they're like I know it's really messy in here but don't worry like it's organized if it matters like I assure you organization is there and like it is essential what is in that room so think about that when you're living your life like where where it matters most it's just exactly what you need and it's it is organized yeah so you're allowed to own like extra items it's just like make sure that they are useful to you or they add value to your life um so i guess by that book you're saying that they it basically is scary to like look at that organized like disorganization yeah like hey like some things just need to be organized or it's just it doesn't feel like a safe place. Because people justify it. My mom's always like, oh, my house is an organized mess. Where she does know where everything is. But it's, I don't know. Like, there's a point where it, it does matter what you own. And obviously, some people own too much and stuff that they they don't need. Which goes into our next um, That's point. That's a big excuse to people. They're always like, some people use that excuse. They say, hey, like, I own a lot of stuff. 
but it's all organized. Yeah, it's like, oh, the scissors are in that pile by the door. It's like, it's like oh. what's in the pile? Yeah, it's I like know. the junk drawer. It's like, yeah, you have a junk drawer. You should have a junk drawer. You should have a drawer where you know what's in it, right? Like, I think we've all had a junk drawer, and it's okay if you have one drawer dedicated to things that are just miscellaneous. Like yeah, I call my miscellaneous box. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you use everything in that box. Most yeah, people just I do. have old stuff in their junk drawer that they don't even remember they even have. I could <laughs> write down what's in my miscellaneous box. Okay, it's like a passport. You're like, Kelly, I have one pen. It's in I my don't miscellaneous even think I have box. A pen right now. Okay, you gave me the one I gave her a pen like six months ago. She I walk in tonight and she's like, Oh yeah, here's your pen. <laughs> I'm out in the miscellaneous box today. You're so People funny. are gonna think I'm crazy on this podcast. No. I'm just extra intentional. Yeah. And then our our last point is that minimalism is not one directional. And I wanna talk about this because I think that if you love stuff, then just accept it. And maybe there's other areas of minimalism that you want to adopt. It doesn't have to be the physical possessions. The physical possessions like can be a big part of it but if you want to like be more intentional with your money be more intentional with your time be more intentional with like the way you think or those are still very relevant areas in your life that you will get a lot out of even if you don't want to get rid of anything that you have and if you choose not to get rid of items because some people have more of an emotional connection to things you don't have to get rid of them but I, I do think that we all especially people in developed countries need to look at how much more they're buying because mm-hmm. I think we are all guilty of overbuying. Mm-hmm. I like I'm a minimalist and I still think there's things like I hate when I th- ever have to throw food or like I don't wear something as much as I should or yeah. like I'm not using something like it's just it's like unnecessary. I don't like anything unnecessary in my life. So it's not this rule book. It's just a lifestyle and a framework that you can make your life simpler, whatever way that is. And it has to be unique to you. Yeah. And it's basically what you're saying is that to be a minimalist, you don't have to declutter all those areas of your life. Like you could choose, hey, like I want to be more intentional with my finances. So you can simplify that part of your life. Doesn't mean that you have to simplify every single other part, like like the physical, the mental, the digital. I mean... You could just focus on one piece and then honestly you start one at one you start yeah. somewhere and then you move on to the next. It's like the trickle effect. I'm sure if people became very intentional with their time and their finances and their thought process and their digital like reduced um, their technology, you know, all of a sudden they're gonna stop buying less and, mm-hmm. and they <clears throat> they're gonna realize that they need less because they're there's so little we need to live off of. And we all know that from going on a trip or camping or... <clears throat> and even, even just during this time. <clears throat> even this time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as long as you got yeah. some food in the fridge and a Wi-Fi connection, I think... You're I pretty lucky. You're pretty lucky, yeah. Yeah. No, I hear There's you. There's not much else you need, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing is a lot of people think that minimalism is like all these things you just have to completely simplify every area of your life and it has to and it looks like this and you have to follow these rules but that's not the case like you could just take the philosophy and apply it to one area so you could someone could walk in today and say hey like I'm a minimalist when it comes to um I I, like someone could say oh I'm a minimalist when it comes to 
uh, my physical things. Another person could say, I'm a minimalist when it comes to managing my finances. Like, I'm a minimalist when it comes to my digital clutter, my digital, like how I use my digital devices, like how I use technology. Like, I'm a minimalist with this stuff. Like, I limit my time. I'm mindful of how I use this, these technologies. Like, there's so many different ways you could be living this way. Uh, but the whole idea is that you start one place, as I said, and then it will, I guarantee you, influence you to simplify every other area of your life. And again, it doesn't happen overnight. We started this podcast almost two years ago now. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think to myself, like, wow, like how much both of us, each of us have learned, like you when it comes to not just your physical stuff, because I think you continually work on that, but also like mental clutter, so fascinating because like all you know all of the all the mental weight that we would put on ourselves even like in the dating world and yeah just, it's crazy it's crazy and now like because like all of the simplicity in your life you gain like you clear you clear space in your mind yeah. and you get greater clarity and obviously that then gives you greater focus and helps you be more productive at work and just helps you be more present with the people around you. I would say like the best thing I've gained from this is obviously like feeling more, more fulfilled in my life and just feeling like, like I own what's essential to me, but also just having so much clarity that when I'm in conversation with someone, I can be fully present. I think that's the biggest thing I've gained to like learn to be like, okay, like I've scheduled my days. Like I'm being intentional with my time so that when I'm, with another person, I can be fully focused and present. Yeah, because so many of us are, you know, physically we're there, but our mind's somewhere else, which it, it's how our lifestyles were. Like, we had so much on our plate, and people still do, and it, it does give you back your time, which is the greatest luxury in the world is time. Yeah. So why would you spend it and it's just so caring limited. about physical items? Yeah, it is. Well, it, our lives are short, but they're also kind of long. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I feel like everyone's like, life's short, life's short. Well, if you live to 100, it's not that short. <laughs> it, it does seem to go by faster, but... Um, but it's precious. It is precious. Yeah, you, you want to enjoy know, it. Right? And I think something that we love to we love to say is that, the again, the quote that we learned is that, or the stat that we learned is that the average person lives a thousand months. Like, when you put it like that, it's like whoa like what am I doing with my time and I think during this period in time that the entire world is going through you realize like wow like this is my one life and I can basically choose to do what I need to do with my time um some people may have kids and you know have look after maybe their parents etc um but again like you need to be mindful of like where you're spending your time. Like it's, it's crazy to me. Like I'm so glad that this time has, I think, I think the world was just so fast paced at the point where it's like, I knew that at some point there would be some type of crash because it, we were just going like way too fast. And I think and it was this is like overnight. We, it came to a halt. Uh, yeah. And I'm not saying this is a good thing. That's for sure. No. Because this is one of the so saddest times. Yeah, like so sad. And so I feel for everybody going through different levels of adversity. Um, I, a friend, oh, sorry, a client of mine said, you know, we're, we're all going through the same storm, but 
you know, we're all in different boats. Yeah, um, so we're so all true. going through different challenges and we have to be mindful of that. But what I do love about this time is that we, it is a time for reflection. And I think that it's so important for people to like step back and reflect and just like clear their minds. And that's a part of the minimalist lifestyle is to like stop, reflect, ask yourself those hard questions and get rid of anything that's holding you back in life. That's true. Yeah. That was so good. That was so interesting talking about all that stuff. Oh, okay. Thanks. Uh (laughs) Yeah. So I guess to close everything, uh, we hope that we've inspired you or enlightened you to see minimalism in a much better light. And if you have friends that maybe don't fully understand this lifestyle or, you know, have false ideas, uh, definitely share this episode with them. I'd love for you to share this episode. It'd be amazing. Um, Those are just the 10 misconceptions uh, that we thought of, but I'm sure there are a few more uh, that we can challenge. But um, again, if you enjoyed this discussion, uh, also um, you can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Millennial Minimalists. That's millennial with two N's. A lot of people couldn't find us because of that. (laughs) And uh, again, share this episode with your friends. Uh, And if you haven't already, uh, thank you so much to everybody who's written us a five-star rating review on iTunes. It's so awesome to read these reviews. Like it really keeps us motivated. Like it just, it just makes both of us smile. So thank you so much. Um, So if you haven't rated us uh, already, please do. We'd love to hear from you. Also, please send us a DM DM on Instagram. Uh, I've received quite a few uh, messages from you guys about how much you love Lauren and I um, running these one-on-one conversations. So uh, we hope you enjoyed this one today. So. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. This has been so much fun. Yeah, well, thank you guys again so much for listening, and we will speak to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye.